Chapter 21 Mid-morning and the autumn air was warming up, as it often will on calm late-season days before the ground has lost its summer's heat. Wiccan paused, wiping his brow, hitching up his pack, in plain sight now, so that his feathered guide might see him, and see him now it must. At first light, Wiccan had answered K.K.'s call and climbed from his narrow shelter, tired and stiff and somewhat down from his night's remembering. A swill in a nearby creek, a bite of bread and cheese, and he was off again, following the river bank. Not for long. Cutting across his path again and again, K.K. had brought him to a halt. Shading his eyes, Wiccan had peered up. What? What is it now? There was no danger in the Harrier's thought. What then? Wiccan had wondered, watching her head away from him and back repeatedly. He looked around. The sun was rising to his left. East, Ethac had told him. The bird was going almost in the opposite direction, southwest, as Wiccan would guess. Is that where I shall go? he'd called. Were his folks in that direction? And did this extraordinary creature know it? In answer, the bird had redoubled its efforts flapping and screeching, starting up a flock of frightened finches from a nearby thicket. All right, Wiccan had cried. I'll change direction, and you'd better be right. Directly ahead, wooded hills rolled like pale blue waves off into misty sky. Glancing up, he was glad to see the small black speck wheeling high above. Aimless as they seemed, those circles told him where to go, that the way ahead was clear. Wiccan started off again, following his guide's direction. Halfway up one slow incline, he paused, looking back, trying to guess how far he'd come. But the hills all seemed the same to him. For the first few hours of walking, he'd moved with a hop in his step, certain that over the next rise he'd catch sight of his home. But now... He was beginning to think 
he wasn't going anywhere. Just how big was this world outside the crig? he asked himself. Glancing up, he shouted, How much farther? The bird called back in answer, but what it said he had no idea. In a flash of impatience, Wiccan broke into a loping trot. Up the slope he sped with easy stride, down the other side, and on to the next rise. His breathing quickened, but not overly. This was different from the walking pace, but it felt good, more so when he thought that at last he might be getting somewhere. Now that he was growing used to being off the mountain, effort was easy, much less taxing on wind and limb. For an hour he moved thus, then, feeling hungry, stopped for a frugal bite. Three more days his food would last him. By then, his journey surely must be complete. Seeing Wiccan settled on the ground, the bird circled high, then, presumably satisfied that he was in no danger, flew off. Gone to find its own bite, Wiccan suspected. Sure enough, it was soon back, and gliding down to land a little way ahead to clean its beak and preen its feathers. That done, it rose back into the air, uttering a strident screech. No doubt about its meaning, thought Wiccan, closing his pack and climbing to his feet. Feeling the effects of his running now, Wiccan stretched, rubbing the tenderness in his legs. Then, taking his bearings from the bird, started off again, slowly at first, then easing smoothly into his new-found gait. For several hours he travelled thus, until brush crowded in, slowing his pace. The air grew hot and stifling, shimmering off the sun-warm ground and Wiccan, forced to fight his passage through stands of alder and vine-choked cherry, broke out in a sweat. Clothes clinging, hair plastered to his face, unable to see his lookout hovering above him. He was stepping out from just a tangle, when morning sounded overhead. Wiccan glanced up. I know, I know, he called. Time to stop, but I'll go a little farther, if you please. To Wiccan's astonishment, a bird plummeted towards him as it had on the raft, and Wiccan caught a flash of fear. Almost striking Wiccan's face, it banked sharply and shot out of sight. To Wiccan's left, 
the bushes crackled. Showers of brittle leaves flew all which ways, and a huge dark shape leapt through the air towards him. Wiccan pulled his knife and let fly. The blade struck home, checking the shape in mid-air, yet not stopping it entirely. As Wiccan threw himself aside, he felt the stir of its passing. The creature landed with a thud, rolled onto its back, and lay still. Like a huge dog it was, children. The Wiccan wouldn't know, he never having seen such. Bigger than Farmer Marmot's sheepdog, bigger than the wolves we hear about in northern tales, and shaggy as a bear, with monstrous head, pointed snout, rows of yellow needle teeth, long purple tongue lolling from its open mouth. Wiccan's knife was sticking straight up from its chest. Wiccan made to retrieve it, then paused. Was it really dead? He waited in the waning light for sign of movement. Nothing, except... He leaned forward. Something oozed from the wound. Not blood, but a familiar slime. Coal struck up Wiccan's back, setting him a shiver. Chore? Even as he thought that, the stench hit him. Chore indeed. Barghest, as Gon had called it. In the waning sunlight, the huge shape dissolved into a shining pool, then dried to a dull brown cake. Another cry from overhead. The bird was back, cutting urgent circles in the sky. Wiccan gazed up, shading his eyes. Troll ran in packs. Did the bird see more? Wiccan turned and fled, following his small guide's direction, up and down slopes, through bush and briar. A small creek crossed his path. No time to wonder how deep he jumped in and waded to the other side. A short way on, a sudden cleft cut a stand of vicious thorn, so sudden that he fell headlong into it. One last squawk, and the bird rose and vanished into dusk. Wet and cold now in the dankness of that shelter, Wiccan huddled, rubbing his scratches, eyes fixed on his shelter's ragged edges, 
braced for the slightest sound. Dusk faded into night. The stars came out, not that he could see them, under that thick bramble tangle. After a long, tense while, Wiccan eased around and sat, stretching out his legs before him. His muscles ached now, stiff from cold and unaccustomed running. He opened his pack and pulled a bite. But he didn't settle down to sleep. Every slightest sound brought him to his feet, empty-handed, defenceless against tooth and claw, until he almost wished for gone to come again.